Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Well, hello and welcome. Welcome to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. My name is Sally Wallace. I am your host of this fabulous podcast. And this morning was the first time in two and a half weeks that I've actually woken up in my own bed. Don't worry, I've not suddenly reverted back to my 20s again and doing the walk of shame. I have spent, do you know what? <laughs> it's not such a bad thing. It was. I was single. I would like to add, I'm obviously a married woman now with a child. Um, but for about two and a half weeks, Roman, who is who is our son, oh, by the way, if this is the first time you've ever listened to an episode, I have a four, we have a four-year-old son, he's only just turned four. And um, for the past two and a half weeks, he, um, he's been getting up in the middle of the night. All right, okay, let me just start from the beginning with this one, because Roman's never gone to bed early. He's not been one of these babies that, a, oh my God, there's a fucking fly in here, and it's just literally hit me between the eyes. Oh, I, I absolutely hate flies. I hate flies. And this is the time of year now. We're going April into May where there's like these vile British mosquitoes and they are everywhere like bin flies and just flies and flies are vile. They shit and vomit on everything. It's like having one of those friends, the shit friends, you know, when you used to go out when you were younger and you'd have one of those friends who go, oh, I'll come with you. And they used to urinate in the street and then vomit and then go and snog someone. I, I don't know why I've just compared it. <laughs> I don't know why I've just compared a fly to an old friend. <laughs> but that's how it's made me feel. That's how they make me feel, flies. They just make me feel like these... It's just fucking gone in my hair. Oh, my God. I'm just going to have to deal with this. I just don't like them because they puke on your food. And ugh, they're just disgusting. Do you know the other day I opened the fridge and there was a fly sat in there? They're everywhere at the minute. Ugh, they're horrid. I'd rather have a pet rat. I'm not saying something. Anyway, where was I? Right, Roman. Roman's never been the sort of baby that's ever gone to sleep like early. He, he even from newborn, he we just kind of worked out that he was going to be like a a sort of eight nine o'clock baby. And oh, how refreshing it was to hear other mothers revel in the adulation of oh well, my child goes down at six thirty, and that's it, sleep straight through. Oh really? Oh how wonderful to you. Why don't you look better? Oh bitchy. Um. So. Yeah, it's he's never been that one. Never. He's always gone to bed a lot later. And that's fine, actually, because it works. It just works. Anyway, past two and a half weeks, we've had temperature up, temperature down, um, restless nights, like really bad. In fact, we had a nightmare at one point and a night tremor, which was 
whoa, something very new. And I got really upset. And he, yeah, he got really upset and was all sorts of words were coming out. Um, he was going, door, door, no, no, no. My, uh, if you've not listened to episode 70, my son is nonverbal. Uh, so you get very few words at the moment, but he, something had gone on and he'd had a really bad nightmare and I got really upset for him because I've never seen him so upset in the night. Anyway, so he's sort of been going to bed about 8.30, 8, 30. And then waking up between 11 and 1, which I like to call the witching hour, right? Because that's like the spooky hour, isn't it? Um, and then he comes and gets in bed with us. But he's he's really big. He's a big, big four-year-old, like a little unit. And he can, he, his legs, he likes to push his legs up against things and either stick his legs between your legs to keep his feet warm. He's very smart. He knows where it's at. Um uh, but he's a bit of a wriggler as well. It's, it's, it is almost like getting into the bed with Mr. Tickle. So I said, come on, baby, let's go and get back in your bed. So I'll go and get back. He's, he's got a single bed now, which is ace, right? It's ace. It means you can get in bed with him. So I'll go and get back in his bed. And then I'm trying to stealth maneuver myself out of Roman's bed. Have you ever tried to do that as a parent? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's fine until your kneecaps start clicking. And obviously <laughs> your body starts going... <laughs> you're trying to get out of the bed like some sort of bionic woman yeah it's uh if you wake him up that's it, it's game over you've got to get back in again anyway what's been happening is i've been going in sleeping with him for a bit he's going to sleep i've been going in and get back in our bed and he doesn't he, he's waking up and he's coming back in so the only way for us all to have a good night's sleep is if i've just been sleeping with him so when he's been waking up in the witching hour i just go oh, i'll just go and get in bed with him He's got a trundle bed, which means you can pull out a bed below his bed and it's in a drawer. It's amazing. So it means I can have a good night's sleep. So I've been pulling out the trundle bed and getting on that. But then he's been waking up and getting in bed with me anyway. So I just thought, oh, sub this. I'm just going to sleep with him. Two and a half weeks of waking up with a toddler on my face, dribbling on me. Um, He's just, um, he's adorable. I'm never going to complain because he's not going to want to sleep with me, is he? Like when he's 16, 17. So I'm just sort of lapping it up at the moment, all these cuddles and everything. Um, like I said, temperature up, temperature down. I mean, at one point he was absolutely roasting and I thought he'd wet the bed and wet all over me, but he wasn't, he was just sweating. So he was up and down, up and down. He's had massive brain development. Like this, this is a huge leap as we call it. And we have noticed massive changes in Roman in the last couple of weeks, massive, even to the point where the nursery have said to us how different he is, how more aware he is, um, how much calmer he is. I mean, seriously, he is, but oh, oh, sorry, I just touched that with, uh, just touched my microphone with my crutch then, and I don't know how I've done that. It's the cable, that's all it was. Um, And he has really calmed down. Um, And then last night I thought, do you know what? If he gets up in the night, it's fine. I can handle it. It's not a problem. I'll just go and get in his bed. So we all have a good night's sleep. But I actually woke up in my own bed this morning and felt slightly delirious because (laughs) I wasn't in his bed. But it was a great night's sleep. I'm quite wired today, to be honest with you. So yeah, and he's got up this morning and he's been absolutely bang on. Really, really good. Put on his own shoes. And yes, it's honestly, these little people fascinate me, like absolutely fascinate me. Being a mum is just the most amazing thing ever. But just watching, I mean, these, when people say to you, the changes happen very quickly. Oh my gosh, it's just been, the, the last two weeks have just been incredible. I mean, they've been pretty tough on him, but yeah, you can just see a huge difference in my little man, a huge difference, which also gets me slightly emotional because I'm still sifting through all of his baby clothes because obviously we're not having another baby. So I'm trying to sort of distribute his baby clothes to friends and staff who've just had kids. And oh my God, that's an emotional roller coaster in itself. 
I have kept a few things. Like I've kept his first shoes, which I think is quite cute. And then I've got a couple of baby grows, which I loved him in. Um, I just want Scott to see them as well. And we're going to have this nice little bear made up, which I've mentioned this before. We're going to have this bear made up. But it's taken me a long time to actually start to go through all these things because I have found it. I've found it quite tough. I'm not going to lie. I have just found it. I found myself empty. I mean, I've had about four suitcases in the loft of Raymond's clothes that I've started to go through. But I found myself starting going through stuff and then just bursting into tears and then just thinking, well, oh, do you know what? I'll deal with that one later. <laughs> So they're everywhere at the moment. <laughs> but I am slowly but surely getting rid of stuff. But I'll tell you what, though, that nightmare he had was pretty tough. That was awful. Whatever, Because I remember when I was a kid, I didn't have nightmares, but I shared a bed with my sister Zoe for, for years. We shared a bedroom for years. And Zoe used to talk in her sleep badly, like badly. She was, she, once she, I mean, I think I was about eight, Zoe was six, and she sat bolt right up in bed and she went, oh, and I, I know that you should never wake somebody up, okay, who's talking in their sleep. My mum told me that, especially with Zoe. Um, and Zoe sat up in bed and she went, Sally, do you use personal automatic? And I was like, Zoe, go back to, <laughs> Zoe, go back to bed, go back to bed. Didn't have a clue what she was on about. I think once when she was, she was an au pair for a while, Zoe was. I think in French, she told the woman, because they all went camping with this family, she told the woman that she had a prawn under her chair. <laughs> In her sleep. <laughs> Merci beaucoup, Zoe. Go back to sleep. <laughs> so, yeah, so I kind of get nightmares and, and my, one of my brothers would walk, he'd sleepwalk. Oh, my God, he'd go downstairs and unlock the front door. It was horrendous. So, um, yeah, to see Ro having a nightmare was horrible. And I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't like scary things anyway. I'm not the sort of person who, you know, how can I say, I, I I've had nightmares, but I have nightmares if I watch a scary movie and I can't watch scary movies like too much because uh, I don't enjoy them and they play on my mind. Okay. Um, I know I'm super, I know I'm super creative. That makes me sound like a bellend, doesn't it? But I mean, come on, you know, I was a radio presenter for 14 years. I was at school. I was very amdram humdrum, worked for Walt Disney World, which is incredibly creative. And, you know, the things that I'm obviously doing a podcast, you've, you've got to be creative. So I don't know why, but my, my brain can sort of go from A to Z very, very quickly. Um, and when I was a kid, my brothers, ugh, assholes, quite frankly, for making me do this. They made me watch a film. Oh, what was it called? Salem's Lot. That was it. It was a film called Salem's Lot. I mean, this is in the 80s. Okay, I was born in 1978. I think I was only about six or seven. I must have been. And this was like a zombie movie. And on reflection now, it was the most budget film ever. But I'm sure I would have asked to watch it because that's me. Oh, go on, let me, I can imagine. I can imagine me asking the boys to let me watch it. Anyway, I watched it and I was traumatized and I remember Andrew's my eldest brother and I remember going into Andrew's bedroom going Andrew can I sleep with you tonight please I'm so scared oh, I was traumatized I couldn't sleep on my own for a long time and then I used to because I used to share a bed with Zoe I used to try and hold on to Zoe but obviously Zoe would be like get off she's too busy using personal automatic talking <laughs> so she's gonna get in bed of Andrew because I was just petrified it gave me the worst nightmares I couldn't I used to have to check under the bed before I went to sleep I used to check in the cupboard oh my god it, this went on for a couple of years actually and then 
I watched Jaws. Oh, holy shit. I mean, I've watched Jaws since, do you know what I mean, as a 40-odd-year-old woman. But when you're sort of under the age of 10 and you're watching these, oh, my God, that was a game over. Don't never go in the sea again, Sally. Um, so, yeah, I could. And now when I watch Jaws, I can see the prosthetic <laughs> teeth. <laughs> hey, it's a great film. But, you know, when you're young and impressionable, oh, my God, it's like the scariest thing ever. So, yeah, uh, Jaws scared the life out of me. Which other ones are the scary movies when I was a kid? And I just, yeah. Oh, my God. There was a film called Critters. And there were these little black aliens that landed and they used to fire spikes and, like, ravage people. And then, right. Okay, Tremors. This is like a famous film anyway, Tremors. Everybody knows Tremors, don't they? Because I'm sure they've remade it recently and I've not seen the remake because I hope they haven't ruined it. Um, And it's with Kevin Bacon in it. Um, That was, that used to scare the life out of me, Tremors. And when I was younger, and do you know what? I don't know why I said that because I still do this now. I've married a man who watches scary films and Scott's like, Sully, Sully, what are you, Sully, nothing's going to happen. I'm like, no, I can't watch that because I'm a bit, I I can't watch that because I'm a bit scared. So what I do is I will, I have to sit with a cushion and this is my, this is, so this is my safety routine because there's a part of me that's afraid of missing out on something. So even though I'm like, oh no, I don't like scary movies. I don't really want to watch that. I will always say, is it scary? And Scott will go, well, Brendan, I've been with Scott for 15 years, right? And I'll go, is it a scary film? And I'll go, uh, no. Well, it is then, isn't it? Okay, I'll watch it, but just, just turn the volume down a little bit. (laughs) I don't know what difference that makes, but it works. Um, And then I'll have to strategically put cushions around me. And then I create what I like to call the finger fan, right? And it, uh, you open, I'm actually doing it now right in front of the microphone. I don't know why, because it's not like you can see it, but just, I'm going to demonstrate. So you sort of, I use my right hand to create like a finger fan where I've got the fingers over my face, but then just open it up a slightly bit, a little bit just to have a look and see what there is and then close it and then sometimes if it's a really really scary film I'll put my thumbs in my ears and then create like a double fan so I've got um, like my hands uh, is like separately over my left eye and right eye and then I'll just sort of open open fingers to have a look at it what does this achieve uh, well th- yes I listen I'm I'm a, I'm a smart woman um you know uh, <laughs> I understand it's not going to really make any difference, (laughs) but it makes me feel a hell of a lot better. And I don't know why, but it is just, it's something that I have created so that I can watch a scary movie and feel okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay with it now. I'm okay with it now. The finger fan. I guarantee, right. If you all want it, because, right. Uh, if I don't watch scary movies, then Scott's like, oh, you know, we never watch anything together. Sometimes if I watch like a really bad movie, I have to go upstairs. I'm like, right, I'm going to go to bed now. And then I'll actually go upstairs and put on something like Pride and Prejudice or like a Disney movie, just so I have nice dreams. Or I'll write in my journal, nice stuff. Just because I'm very conscious that the last things that you see at night, you tend to dream about, okay? Or you think about it. So I'm like, oh God, change thought pattern quickly. I can't go to bed without in my head. Shit. Um, even though the finger fan was incredibly effective, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's it, I have to change the thought pattern. So what did I watch recently? Um, what was it? Oh, Beast. Just the other night. Beast. Have you seen this? So it's with Idris. I, 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 I like Idris Elba. Okay, I've got a bit of a thing for Idris Elba. I think we've. I think most women, or most men and men, quite frankly, have got a bit of a thing for Idris Elba. So he's in this new film called Beast, which is about like a massive lion, right? Um, 
And I think lions are incredible anyway. When I see people like playing around with lions, I'm just like, you know, these dudes could just chew your head off. They are incredible animals, but they're also like, yeah, nice and fluffy big cats. Anyway, there's, you can imagine what it's like. It's like a lion attacking people. And I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Finger fan comes into action straight away. And Scott sat next to me and went, oh, fucking hell, you're not getting your fucking finger fan out again, are you? a long time since you've seen her but I just felt so much better hiding behind my fingers but it was a really good film <laughs> it was a really really good film um but just needed that finger fan for protection oh do you know it's just come to me just then have you ever seen the film get out oh my god if you've not seen this film get out you need to watch it and there's parts of that that just scared the life out of me but again finger fan came into action and it was bearable I could watch it I could watch it's a scary scary film but yeah I could watch it I can't watch things like Saw um no I that's that's game over for me and what's the other one that Scott's watched The Hills Have Eyes no that again is see these scary films that I will never watch um like The Hills Have Eyes Saw um what's the other one is it Cabin in the Woods or something like that? Yeah, these things, these won't know. Is it The Circle or I can't remember. These things will never be watched. Like when they are incredibly scary like that, that's game over for me. That would be like sitting up at night, probably slowly rocking. <laughs> Finger fan or not, it couldn't cope. <laughs> I know I'm not alone on this one. I really do. I know for a fact because like my best mate, H, she can't watch scary films. I think I took her to the cinema once when we were living in America because uh, she worked at Disney World with me, H did. And I took her to see a film with Paul Walker in it about a truck that used to follow everybody. I can't remember. I think it, I can't remember what it was even called. Um, and she said to me, is it scary? And I went, no, I don't think so. But it's got Paul Walker in it, for God's sake. And she was like, yeah, let's watch it. Uh, she had to walk out. She was like, you shouldn't have brought me here. I was like, oh my God, Hayley, calm down, make a finger fan or something. But yeah, she she really cannot cope with scary films at all. That was it. She walked out halfway through. And then I think actually we, I ended up following her. And then in the end, I think we went and watched Harry Potter because <laughs> at the AMC where we were in Orlando, you could just screen hop anyway. So <laughs> Hagrid was much more welcoming but yeah let me know if you do the finger fan or you have a cushion do you know what Sandra does my mum if it's a scare my mum would never watch a scary film oh my god it would be her and she's got this hysterical when she gets a little bit carried away with herself she goes and makes a cup of tea so if it gets a little bit tense on telly and it starts to get a bit scary on a movie she'll go does anybody want a brew would anybody like a brew i'll I'll go and get the kettle on do you want a biscuit like mom it's just getting and she does it when there's a sex scene as well i've noticed that you know what i've noticed that with my mom if there's like a bit of bonking about to happen or like a sex scene or somebody's about to get you know naked that'll be it for my does anybody want a brew would you like a biscuit (laughs) mom it's the best bit sit down oh can't watch this so what you worried about mother oh shut up you but yes, yeah, seriously, that's I've never forget that. She still does it now. I can't remember what we were watching, and it wasn't even that like raunchy. I think it's probably something like Made in Manhattan or something like that. Oh, there's some snogging. Does anybody want a brew? Do you want a biscuit? <laughs> oh my god, that's my mum. That's Sandra. God love her. I tell you what, my mum doesn't have to do some of the funniest things though. I was chatting to my brother-in-law about her the other night. Um and so my mum the best way to talk to my mum and communicate with my mum is via FaceTime okay 
and she's she's crap on the telephone she's as deaf as a post now and she needs hearing aids she won't admit it she wears the hearing aids which is great but she often forgets to put them in or the batteries go as well so she FaceTime is much more easier for my mum. She's got my sister and her four kids in Australia. So she's constantly on FaceTime to them. Um, my brother lives in America and then his husband's in South Wales, um, who I probably speak to the most, actually. Um, and I've got a brother in the South and then his daughter has just had a little boy, which is amazing. So my grand, my, my mum has gone from mum to grandma to now great grandma. So yeah, she's over the moon. My mum is absolutely over the moon. She's ecstatic. My mum and dad are so happy that they're great grandparents. And oh my gosh, my my niece's little boy is just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So FaceTime is the best way to communicate with Sandra. However, she has got this horrendous habit of you can be chatting to her on FaceTime and honestly, within seconds of going, hi, mum, how are you? And you just starting a conversation with her. She'll go, here you go, speak to your dad. And then literally just pass the phone across to my dad. And I'm like, and my dad, he'll go, and it's like, hang on, mum, mum, I don't want the phone. Now, my dad, he's a, I mean, we call him Colonel Kev, and he's got this sort of calling card, a bit like Harold Bishop from Neighbours, like that, like, um, and it's like, dad, if you don't want to talk to me, it's fine. I just don't know why she's giving me the phone. What's going on? But what's happened is, is that she's either forgotten to put her hearing aids in or the batteries have gone. So she can't hear a word that you're saying anyway. So you're on FaceTime looking at her and you're going, hiya, mum, you having a good time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh? What? What? Here you go. Speak to your dad. <laughs> She'll just pass you across. She's either embarrassed to say, hang on a minute, I've not got my hearing aids in, or my batteries have got in my hearing aids. So because she doesn't want to say that, she just passed, I'm sure she's passed me to a stranger before in the streets. She's just such a funny old bird. And oh my God, we were howling, howling the other day because we were reminiscing, Scott and I were, on when, um, when we had Roman, I had to stay in hospital for a week. I wasn't very well. And uh, we were so lucky to get this little room on our own. Um, and it was great, actually. My mum and dad came nearly every day. Um, but bear in mind, my mum wears hearing aids. And we had that um, to help Roman to get some sleep. You know, the there's an app that you can get that's got the heartbeat on it. And it goes like... And it really helps them. Or you get white noise. I don't know if you've ever used... If you've got kids, you may have used it before. I know some adults actually like to sleep with a bit of white noise as well, don't they? So the white noise is like... It's like radio silence, you know, like, like, anyway, she came one day and I'm sort of, I, I wasn't in the best sort of, um, of health, should we say, I wasn't well. Um, but I'm, do you know what? I'm as hard as nails. I'm a fighter. I was doing all right. And I remember coming in and I had the white noise on the go or the heartbeat. I can't remember which one it was. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sat in the bed, I'm lying in the bed and I'm like getting up every day and I'm still having a shower and I'm like, mum, I've got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. She's like, take your medication. What is that bloody noise? Sally, take, those, take your medication. You're going to be fine. Come on, get that down. You need your pain relief. And she's going, tapping her, tapping her head like this. <laughs> and she's like coming over to Mike because I had a like I was on a was I on a drip I was at one point yeah and then she's coming over to it checking it like mum please don't touch Jesus Christ I know she was a ward sister but please don't touch anything she might kill me like mum please don't touch anything for God's sake I could fuck what is that bloody noise what is that noise and she's tapping her head and everything <laughs> she's gone over to Roman and she's going it's coming from him it's coming, coming from him <laughs> and my mobile phone <laughs> he's sat next to his little tank where he's in 
And she's going, what's it? Something's talking here. And I was like, mum, it's the fucking phone. What are you doing? Jesus Christ, Sally, I thought something was going on. I thought somebody was trying to speak to me, speak to you with white noise. Well, they say, don't they, that people, can, that, that spirits use it to connect with you. But, oh my God, I'll never forget it. I just was howling thinking about her the other day. It must have been affecting her hearing aids. And she's tapping her head like this, tapping everything, going around. Good God, I'm so glad that she didn't press anything on my drip. She might, she might have knocked me out. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm so determined. I've always said this since I started this podcast. I've always said I'm going to get my mum to come on an episode. But she's um, she's a difficult one to get hold of. Really difficult one to get hold of. She goes to Busy Fingers, Stitch and Bitch, Knit and Natter. She goes to Acro Aerobics. I mean, for a 70-odd-year-old great-grandma, she's very, very active. And quite frankly, I'm not going to stop her. I'm not going to say, oh, mum, can you just make a day for a podcast? I would rather that she did things that she wanted to do. Because it makes her really happy, to be honest with you. And it means that she's got something to talk to me about when she can put her bloody hearing aids in. Right, if you're not already, give me a follow on Instagram. It's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum and exactly the same on Facebook as well, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. There's something very exciting coming soon and um, I've actually been teasing it uh, on social medias at the moment. So yeah, go and take a bit of a nosy. Plus, if you like what you're listening to and then reach out, just drop me a note. I absolutely love getting messages. The last episode that I did on episode 70, thank you so much for the feedback that I've had from that it has been absolutely unbelievable and of course part two to that is going to be coming up very soon and if you like what you hear and you keep coming back for more and more and more have you considered leaving me a review I would really appreciate a review five star review let me know what you think um, and uh, and of course I do hope that you're sharing it with your friends right have a fabulous week and uh, and I'll see you very soon Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring, and you and I are best friends now.